Let's go to Professor Michael Baker, University of Otago epidemiologist, and thank you, as always, for being on the program. Yeah, kia ora. G'day, Michael. Look, cutting to the chase on this, so um, you'll have heard uh, Tim just describe the, the, those cases at Middlemore. So two people, um, not on any contact tracing list or venues of interest as far as we know, just turn up for unrelated issues, and they turn out to have COVID. Um, in my layman's sense... I'm deeply concerned about that because it just seems that here's a couple of random people who turn up and they just turn up and turn out to have COVID. What chance of us getting out of level four anytime soon? Yeah, look, I think that those cases initially sounded worse than I think they are. And listening to the update today, I think that we are tracking very well with stamping out this outbreak. This is that really frustrating time when we still got, as you point out, these um, unexpected cases turning up. And so that is um, frustrating. But if you look at the general direction and the distribution of these cases, these in general do get linked in um, after a few days. They've often got to interview them. And there's also the whole genome sequencing, which is generally linking these cases back to known clusters. I guess, if, what, if, what if they hadn't turned up? Because they, they obviously didn't consider they, were, they weren't presenting themselves to be tested. What if they hadn't turned up? Would they have just wandered around the, well, obviously we're in level four. What do you think would have happened? Um, well, look, I think it was a slightly mixed collection of those cases. I mean, one was a parent and a child, and I think the child actually was taken in because they actually had some symptoms. Mm. And the other case was attending for a routine antenatal visit. And then the next day developed symptoms and went to a testing station and tested positive. And I think by chance they had just been in the day before for a routine antenatal check. Yeah. So. Often when you look, as we find out more about these cases, often they're not actually as surprising as they first look. So optimism, you, this is what I ask you every single time you're on, uh, your optimism that, that we're getting on top of this and that level four for Auckland is not going to be too much longer, where, you're, where are you at? Well, I'm optimistic. And the reason is you have to put all these bits of evidence together. Firstly, uh, the fact that the reproduction number is very low, you know, down below uh, 0.5, so it's well below one, it means that alert level four is stamping out this outbreak. So at that frustrating stage where we're still seeing these unexpected cases, we really need to see those drop to zero yeah. for a few days. And also we'd see the other case numbers drop down. But again, as I think if, if you're listening today to the update, um, of course there will still be cases for uh, uh, several days, maybe a week or, or more after yeah. that. And these are the known cases that are, of course, people who have had contact yep. with a case and they're incubating disease. The Prime Minister talked about areas, suburbs, that, the, that they were fixated on. Um, where are those places and what do they mean fixated? What are they doing? Well, I think it means they're, they're trying very hard to get to the bottom of these outbreaks, these clusters. And they are um, geographically quite localised and it is related to the communities which have had the highest rates of disease. Uh, I actually don't have a map myself of where they all are, but I know that the Regional Public Health Service in Auckland will have these very carefully mapped, and they'll be looking very hard at where they come from. Uh, Michael, can I get your response to a, a really telling piece of research out of the state? So this is from the CDC or the US Centers for D Disease Control. It's a study of 600,000 COVID-19 cases across 13 states, and it was between April through to mid-July. And, and what they found out is that people who aren't vaccinated against COVID-19 
are 11 times more likely to die and 10 times more likely to be hospitalised. Yes, I think those numbers speak for themselves, and I think that is just a, such a strong message on the value of, of immunisation, isn't it? Because where, where we're at now, um, as far as the rollout goes, and, and, and having bought half a million doses from Denmark, uh, also a quarter of a million from Spain, uh, does that mean that that vaccine rollout, we could potentially be in a position that we're actually world-leading as far as the, the percentage of um, over 12s who were vaccinated? Oh, absolutely. Um, if you go on to, I don't know if you go onto Our World and Data, that site, it's really very well organised. And you can look at these remarkable graphs and you can print them where you can view them from any country in the world, including New Zealand, right, all sorts of things. But the one I find most enjoyable to look at at the moment is the vaccine coverage. And it's like a vertical line for New Zealand in terms of the increase in coverage we're seeing, particularly of people who've had one or more doses. It's really spectacular. We are well ahead of Australia. We will be catching up with um, the rest of the Western world very quickly. We're almost there. So that is fantastic news. Okay, our world and, and data, if, if you're a, a bit of a geek when it comes to graphs, which I am, um, and, and that's good that you are too. Professor Michael Baker, we always appreciate your time on the program.